Coin noises, welcome to Super Garbage Day, a retro video game review show where an actual garbage man plays games 20 years or older that you, the listener, chooses. Every week, I randomly pick a game submitted by the community to play, dissect, then discuss. I am your host, B-Ross Pronunciation Boss. So what's new in the land of Super Garbage Day Incorporated? Well, I added some kind of coin, fake money gambling system to the Discord, and we all quickly became degenerate gamblers. It's not for any real value, but I did announce that the first person to reach 5,000 garbage coins gets to choose the next game to be reviewed. And then I proceeded to get the first 5,000 coins. So I guess I'll just spin the wheel as usual. (laughs) Gotta keep the show random, my friends. If you like talking retro games with a bunch of friendly misfits and throwing dice with fake garbage money, then please come join us in the Discord. It is free, and the link is in the show notes, baby. As always, you can catch my first impression video of the week's game on our Super Garbage Day YouTube channel. I highly recommend you watch this week's game since I did not know what I was getting myself into with this PS1 classic. So, mm. I have completed Golden Axe Warrior and will be releasing a Backlog Eternal episode in the near future. Also, Outlast for the PC has won this month's poll and now is next on deck to be completed. You can catch all the Backlog Eternal episodes on the Patreon if you care to listen. If you like 16-bit soundtracks, then you are in luck, my friends, because the next episode of Retro Deep Cuts takes a dive into the best Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive soundtracks of all time. Also, in the Patreon, and only for $2, you can get access to over 30 exclusive Patreon-only shows, uncensored and released every other week, or sometimes every week. You never know. Okay, we got all the norm, norm, norm out of the way. Let's get to that retro question of the week. Banjo Kaczynski asks, What are your favorite spooky games to play around Halloween time? And the community chimes in with, Rev replied, Not spooky so much, but I usually play some Grim Fandango around this time of year. Hey, Rev, that is a LucasArts banger, my friend. I think I played it only once in my life, and I need to revisit it because I forgot about it. And it is a part of that era when LucasArts was making some of the best point-and-click adventure games. And um, Grim Fandango is one of them bangers, my friends. Zodiac adds just two letters. P.T. Yes. P.T. Man, I, I mean, I've talked about this before on the show, but I, I can't. It's one of the biggest, like, missed opportunities in video game history. That thing was on deck to be, like, the best video game ever made. <laughs> but, eh, Konami, if they know anything, they know how to shoot themselves right in the ball sack. So, that never happens. My answer to this question this week is, well, I really haven't had much of a tradition in regards to playing scary games around this time of year. But I have started Outlast. And I think moving forward, I might try to beat a different Resident Evil around Halloween. 
Um, I've got my eyes on Resident Evil Village since I loved uh, Resident Evil 7 so dearly. But uh, outside of games, I love to rewatch OG like Twilight Zone episodes. I mean, at this point, I can go to sleep to it like it's the freaking office. So there you go. That's this week's retro questions. So now it's time to ask, what are you making? We had a blast at the Retro Game Expo, and I picked up a bunch of cool finds. So I will be recording and producing a haul video next week, showing off the games I grabbed and some of the experience. This will be uploaded to the YouTube channel, so keep them peepers peeled. Now let's move on to Collect 360. The Lego games are a dime a dozen, and the 360 was no slouch on providing a variety of these games. But one game in particular has been delisted due to licensing, thus making it worth grabbing for future value. And that game is Lego Lord of the Rings. So if you see that out in the wild, or if you see it online for cheap, grab it. It's going to be one of those rare, the, the, the little gem in that bunch, you know, of, of those Lego games. Another game, Alice Madness Returns is another franchise that was left to die on the vine by the infamous EA. However, this physical version sometimes will include a download code to literally install the first of the series, American McGee's Alice, directly onto your Xbox 360 and play. I suggest trying to find a copy of this game that has this in it, or at least an active code, before this is no longer an option because that's really cool. In the same vein, pretty much any game with on-disc DLC will be desirable once the marketplace is shut down next July. So try and grab ultimate editions of games like Skyrim and Fallout New Vegas and you know so forth. Those are gonna be games that people are gonna wanna buy because you, DLC won't be available, so. And uh, my Xbox 360 Spotlight game this week is Alpha Protocol. It's an espionage RPG from Obsidian. It is extremely janky, but it's really fun and unique. Um, it's also delisted uh, eternally by Sega, and you can grab this for about 10 bucks currently, so do that before it becomes semi-rare. This has going to be expensive written all over it. Let me just give you a little bit of the day in the life of finding stuff in the wild, especially when you're searching for Xbox 360 games. So what I did was I took some of my Patreon money because generally the money I get from the show, I just reinvest into my collection uh, or into the show itself with new equipment. So I, I took about $20, $25 out of my Patreon and I went to my local Goodwill. This Goodwill is unbelievably awesome. It's probably one of the best in the nation. It has an entire area that's just computer games and retro games. I'm talking piles of consoles and, and like, it looks, it has more games in it than most mall game stops. And so I go in there and the first thing I, I'm looking for, or at least what I found was I found a, a copy of Skyrim on the 360, which if you watched my last video when I unboxed 40 Xbox games, if you haven't checked that out on the official YouTube channel, super garbage day, um, I ended up with an empty, with like an awesome Skyrim, uh, the box and the manual, but not the game. But I found Skyrim at, just the game for $2. So I bought that and then I looked around a little more and I noticed that a lot of the tickets were going to change color. See the thing this Goodwill does is they have two different colors. 
And every week those colors change. And if, if the item you have has that color, it's either 50% off or 75% off. I have my eyeballs on their pile of 360 elites that possibly this Sunday will all fall down to $15 a piece. So stay tuned for that. So what else it is? I went down the street to uh, St. Vincent de Paul. And if you don't know what that is, it's like another thrift store franchise. Um, they are well known, at least personally with me, for pricing things randomly. And there I found a copy of Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen for the 360, one of my favorite games of all time, for uh, $2.99. But you know what else I found? A copy of Alice Madness Returns on the 360 for also $2.99. This game is worth $25. So that was, a I yoinked to that. Also picked up this movie called Revenge, which is like the best worst Kevin Costner movie. It's so freaking terrible that it's brilliant. So also a big inside joke with me and Julia. And I also found, um, I don't collect this, but I'm just going to resell this. It's a copy of Jackass 2. I'm sorry, Jackass the game on PlayStation 2, complete in box, which was also selling for, or it was $3.99. So it was a dollar more. But I looked this up. This is uh, most recently sold for $22. So you know what I did? I walked right across the street to my local retro shop. Um, so far, I had spent roughly somewhere, uh, probably $11. I go across the street. I show them the copy of Alice. I take off the $2.99 sticker. They offer me $20 in store credit or $15 in cash. I take the store credit. I just came up massively. So at the end of the day, I ended up with all the games I picked up and the DVD for free, plus, I don't know, $5, $10. I mean, that's the way to do it, man. I love this timer now. Right now is the time to be a 360 collector because it is fun. They are dirt cheap. And I'm going to tell you, man, in five years, it ain't going to be like this. So jump on it now. All right, everybody. We got all the stuff out of the way. So it's that time that we, oh God, guys, seriously, this, is, this isn't a good game. I'm not even going to try to fake the funk right now, y'all. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep my enthusiasm, but I know I got to review this game and this game, this game is bad. This game is perfect weapon on the PS1. Yeah! <laughs> perfect weapon is an action adventure video game developed by gray matter and published by ASC games. This game released on November 21st, 1996 for PlayStation and February 1997 for windows 95. <laughs> Marketed as Tekken 2 meets Resident Evil, it, it was met with mediocre reviews. No kidding. During development, the game was scheduled for release in May 1997 for the Sega Saturn. Oh, my God. But the port was canceled. That's a surprise. The game was re-released March 25th, 2010 in North America for the PlayStation Network as a PS1 classic and can be played on PSP, PS3, and PSV Vista. Why? Oh, my God. Let's go to first impression. Well, I must say within the first 20 seconds of experiencing this game, I feel in my heart it was going to suck. The title screen and the starting menu looks like static, low quality images of what I think is some kind of like wooden computer screen with gross sound effects and forgettable background music. I mean, the loading screen tricked me by first filling up one direction and then it doubled back. <laughs> I can already tell right away this game has lazy development written all over it. But then you get to that opening cutscene. 
So let's just jump right the F in to gameplay. So the game opens with our hero, uh, Captain Blake Hunter, in a boxing ring fighting a boxer? Uh, it, it all looks like Goldeneye. <laughs> and Hunter throws like a knee and a punch that just ends the fight really quickly. But soon after, you're wrapping your fist in the locker room, and then a, like a shitty looking Power Ranger punches you in the face. And there you go. That's the story. Right out the gate, you are greeted with tank controls and extreme button delay. In an icy environment where your character channels their inner Star Trek and talks out loud to a recorder saying things like time unknown, place unknown. The button delays are so bad that I thought for a second my batteries were low on my controller. Once you get familiar the best you possibly can with movement, you scooch around the super ugly environment trying to figure out where to go next. And that's where you meet possibly the worst camera in PlayStation history. No joke. This camera in this game is fucking moronic. Okay. It is like five different angles. And most of the time they switch. You aren't even in frame. Eventually, after collecting what I thought was a health pack, I traversed further into the level. By that, I mean, I moved where I thought I could, but I was greeted constantly with no way. Anytime I hit a ledge, then I discovered you can jump. You want to guess what button jump is? Is it X? No. Triangle? Nope. Up? Nope. What about up and triangle or circle? Nope. It's R1. And you don't even realize you can jump because the no way prompt makes you think it's not the direction you're supposed to go. Once you meet your first foe, a dog wolf thing that literally looks like a furry mesh of pixels, you begin combat, which is Virtua Fighter on the Genesis at best and Alone in the Dark on 3DO at its worst. Seriously, I tried to punch and kick this wolf creature and missed every swing. Eventually, I realized you can crouch with the other shoulder button and just foot swept that beast into a ball of yellow experience. Yes, the enemies die and become like yellow balls, which tells me nothing about what the fuck is even going on or what that's supposed to be. So you continue to traverse this cold climate, which is also draining your life for no apparent reason to come across more dollar store Power Rangers. When you switch from combat to fighting, it slows you down considerably and you don't get to pick when that happens. Sometimes I just want to get health and run, but nope, got to flail my limbs, random directions, hoping I hit something until it screams in creative common sound effects. And then you hit L2, go into a non-fight mode, which is full stop idiotic because why aren't the controls just one fluid environment? Do we need two different types of control schemes? Seriously. Also, Hunter will literally keep his head on an enemy, even if he is running the opposite direction, making the already awful experience even more laughable. Wait, I'm not done complaining about these controls. If you have two different control schemes based on combat and exploration, why is the jump button R1? Also, good luck running. I thought at first I was doing it by accident, but the button lag is so bad, I soon realized I have to wait two seconds and repeatedly tap the X button to start running as long as I'm not in combat mode. God, this game sucks balls. I hate it. Anyways, the point is to explore the level. 
there are five and beat things up, collect weird yellow orbs, which by the way, if you go into the options menu shows nonsensical progress bars, what are, what are these? Like, anyways, the point is to explore the level. There are five levels. Uh, you also need to beat things up, collect weird yellow orbs, which, uh, by the way, if you go into the options menu shows nonsensical progress bars, I don't even know what these are. I'm super lost. And this early in the game, that's not good. Sometimes you get laughable cutscenes with like garbage voice work and what I think is a boss or a sub boss. And then other times you get thrown into an area that is just nonstop enemies spawning. Like I literally spent 30 minutes thinking it had an end to realize nope and die from my life bar slowly going down for no God loving reason. Hey, also, once I'm trying to fight things with tank controls meets fake Tekken, it would be nice if the camera did not change entirely opposite angles that throws me the fuck off and sometimes blocks me from view due to terrible foreground background coding. Woo. Baby, this game is hot. Shit. <laughs> and the levels don't make sense. Next, you find yourself in an ancient Chinese temple fighting literally cats. Did you know that at the start screen, if you let the game just start the demo mode, it shows your main character getting the ever-loving dog snot beat out of him by a house cat? <laughs> I, I let it play like two or three times just to make sure. It's like the, the programmers knew. So, after a lot of trial and error, including restarting the goddamn game 50 times because I kept looking for a save point, and then I realized you can just save anywhere because it's in a menu inside of a menu, I discovered that the point of the game is to spam kick everyone and collect weird items like golden and green triangles and wacky two-tone giant pills until you complete the XP bar or what I assume that is. Also, the levels have some slight change in scenery and varying types of enemies, but it's all the same thing over and over. It, some of these bosses seriously drain your entire life bar from a janky flailing attack that looks like ragdoll physics cranked up to 200%. I didn't even get to the third level because I was over this game. I was over fighting these, these stiff, nonsensical controls at every turn. Half the time, I got around the map by pussyfooting forward in a fighting stance like an idiot. All right, graphics and audio. So you may find this hard to believe, but the music and graphics are even worse than the gameplay. First off, I very well know that the wolf howls and the enemy death screams on the first stage are taken from royalty-free libraries because I use those same sound effects in college. Also, the graphics are literally worse than GoldenEye on the 64. And while traversing the map, you will literally see how bad the programming is with your character dissolving behind blocky pre-rendered foregrounds. It's like they're walking into a teleporter. Now, I understand this game is early PlayStation, but for sakes, at least use smaller pixels for the characters. Half the time in a fight, it looks like soup. The backgrounds are like okay for the most part, but they are pre-rendered. And as I explained earlier, most of the out of bounds are not apparent which leaves you flopping around like a trout out of water, looking for an exit point while your character keeps repeating, no way, no way. The voice work is okay, but it's really monotone, at least for like the main character Hunter. The bosses and other characters are like B-movie garbage and not even passable at best. 
The music is boring and repetitive, and it starts and stops constantly and just re-reminds you of the lazy coding involved. The death screen, uh, it's just what I call it, the screen that you see when you, when you die, makes zero sense and just infuriates you further knowing you need to reload or use some weird password system to get back to a broken area of the game where you get stuck over and over and over and over and over and over. The pause screen sound effect makes me laugh though. Not sure why they, they can't pause the game when you're like, want to look at the map or use a health pack, but okay, buddies. I mean, ultimately this game looks like a first iteration. Like it's the first run of a game in, in its design. And they just shoved it out into the world without any quality assurance or even a second coat of audio or visual paint. I mean, it's rough. It's chunky. It's annoying. It's stupid. And I hate it. Let's get to the verdict. Possibly the worst game I've ever played on this show. Perfect Weapon on the PS1 is a meme level worthy of being dunked on eternally. It is shamefully lazy in its core design and presentation, frustratingly difficult to control even after hours of playing it, and makes Bubsy 3D look like motherfucking Mario 64. Perfect Weapon can eat a dog sandwich with extra flies. F. Now let's spin that wheel and please give us something better than this. It's Moonwalker. Guys, it's Moonwalker on the Genesis. You have to be kidding me. I'm just assuming this is going to be awful. This is the Michael Jackson game, right? where you dance around and, and find kids and you have a monkey or something on the Genesis. This can't be good. Okay, so next week's game is Moonwalker. Wonderful. So here's a sample from a guest spot I did on the Main Quest podcast with Keith Gasper, where we talk about the Earthbound Halloween hack. So if you want access to this, check out the Main Quest podcast. figured it out and I was able to get the um, the original his original release and patched it and at first you know when you load it up I was like oh did I do this right because <laughs> I'm like oh it's playing but it just seems like earthbound yeah for sure and that until you get to the main screen and it's like uh it asks you uh what's your favorite oh what's your favorite weird. dog or something like that yeah <laughs> about um, I'm wondering what the relevance in the game is with that question because not sure if it comes up again well considering he made this when he was 14 it was probably just some maybe some inside joke he had with his friends right it has no real relevance at all i guess the last thing i want to talk about in terms i guess of um kind of it's the game's legacy and kind of the development in toby fox is that at this point in his life toby fox has come to disown the rom hack Yes, he he's pretty embarrassed by it and has gone basically gone on the uh, on the record stating that he's not proud of it. He thinks it's really bad and he doesn't think anybody should play it. <laughs> the 
this show is made and produced and exists thanks to the love and support of our patrons. And for two bucks, you can get access to over 30 episodes of exclusive content, such as Retro Deep Cuts, Backlog Eternal, and special events like the Super Garbage Bowl. If you got this far in the episode, please consider leaving us a review. It helps the show grow its audience. And as usual, it's time for me to give shout outs to other shows I listen to, like The Main Quest, New Game Plus, Retro Hangover, and uh, Yahoo Fantasy. No, no, sorry. CBS uh, Fantasy Football Today. (laughs) Join the Discord. It's free. A small community of like-minded people. And you can vote on certain things like topics and games picked for Backlog Eternal. All these links I just explained are in the show notes. So I guess I'll see you guys next week as we literally play as Michael Jackson and dance fight the hell out of child trafficking pieces of crap. <sighs> Cut to be. Thank you for watching with my dad. Uh, I just want to say everybody, guys, bye. <laughs>